Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is, what day? Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. And our catechesis today will continue in, in the book of Genesis. We'll be in Genesis 41 today, still with the Joseph narrative. Good. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse. Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. 1 Peter 3, verse 18. Our psalm is Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase, God our God shall bless us, God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Catechism. This week, Sacrament of Baptism, how can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith, which trusts this Word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism, that is, a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. Good. Uh, let's see. Before we move on, I just acknowledge those watching live. We've got uh, Karen, Chris, Vicky, Michael. Vicky and Mikey are on uh, YouTube. Gus and Eileen, uh, Mom, and then Defresh also on YouTube. Good to have you here. Those of you watching later in the day or stealthily without uh, checking out on the chat, Um, or listening on the podcast version. Greetings to you as well. All right. Our first reading today is a continuation from John chapter 6, beginning in verse 48. Repeat from yesterday and then moving on. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which is which I shall give for the life of the world. 
The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. All right. So if you remember, uh, this instruction at Capernaum is on is following the feeding of the 5,000 um, there on the mountain by the Sea of Galilee. And of course, then they go across the sea to Capernaum and there Jesus catechizes um, his disciples and all those in the synagogue as to what has just happened with the feeding of the 5,000. Right, So it's not just a, a mere miracle that he fed them, but Jesus uses that miracle then um, for catechesis to teach both who he is and what he has come to do and to give. Uh, Part of the challenge for us as Christians is it's hard to understand maybe the response of the people. In this in this case, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And of course, they're thinking of um, mere bodily eating, of course. They know that he's speaking of spiritual things, but um, but they cannot understand because they are um, outside of, of faith. That is faith given by the word of God. And specific, this word, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood, right? Now, it is by that word and the reception of of that word in faith that we then can understand the words that he's saying here earlier in in John's gospel. Uh, There's there's a whole uh, controversy or controversy, if you prefer, about whether this catechesis is referring to the sacrament. Uh, Well, is it? Maybe not specifically, but broadly speaking, of course, it is understood by us in faith according to the sacrament. Right, so we don't necessarily. It, it, he's speaking more broadly about just the reception of Jesus and His Word. You might think of the um, the collect for the Word from the Book of Common Prayer, which we received forward into our hymnals. Well, most of our collects we receive from the Book of Common Prayer, um, the Anglican uh, hymnal. But in particular, um, this one: um, through the patience and comfort of Your Holy Word, right? We should be uh, strengthened and encouraged, right? But it said to read, mark, learn. And then these, inwardly digest his holy word, right? So there, receiving Jesus by his word is likened to eating eating his flesh, right? Or rather eating uh, the bread from heaven that gives life. All of these pictures and metaphors, of course, are, are drawn from the well-known stories of the Exodus, which we'll get to eventually here, right? So you have Jesus is kind of drawing together and, and, and assuming into himself um, the, the, the shadows of him um, that are given in the Old Testament. For example, um, the man in the wilderness, of course, but even the Passover lamb uh, whose flesh was eaten, but his, its blood was not drunk, but its blood was uh, to mark the door so that the angel of death would pass over, right? Of course, that's a picture of baptism. And then um, what other pictures are given here? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the body and the blood, of course, then for us, we can clearly uh, hear this in light of the sacrament, which he gives institutes later, not even in John's gospel, as a matter of fact, only in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
Um, I would suggest that what Matt or what John is doing here is is he's preaching um, the seven signs of Jesus in the context of the divine service in light of the sacraments being received, both baptism and Lord's Supper, absolution, right? Peace be with you is the kind of the farewell word of Jesus in John's gospel, just as it is in the liturgy, for example. All right. Um, yeah, so a comment. I didn't realize that that's where we got the collects. Interesting. Well, in English. <laughs> so Thomas Cramner, who was responsible for the collects in the Book of Common Prayer, um, largely took the Gregorian uh, collects, the ones from Gregory the Great from the seventh century, um, which had been carried forward in Latin and then translated them and, and adjusted them into English. Lutheran service book, uh, Lutheran worship before it, even um, the Lutheran hymnal to a lesser degree, all have taken the, the Cramner translations of those Latin collects and then tweaked them slightly. Now, of course, with uh, Lutheran worship and Lutheran service book, there was the institution of the the revised common lectionary, the three-year series uh, from from the Vatican II Council, which required us to write all new collects uh, for Sundays that didn't exist previous to that, as far as liturgically. All right, so those aren't drawn from uh, the Book of Common Prayer directly. Um, the collects I'm referring to um, are the ones like in the middle of the hymnal, and then also the ones attached to um, the historic one-year series, which is what we use here for Sunday. All right. Yeah, so they're they're actually from Gregory, but then Cramner, and there's actually a oh, there's a book that's commentary on the Cramner Collects that I've been meaning to add to my wish list someday, maybe. So uh, this is my uh, reminder to do so. Here, I'm just going to add the reminder. Remind me to pick up the uh, Collects of Cramner uh, commentary book. There we go. Now I have a reminder <laughs> in my to do list uh, to find that book. I can't remember what it's called, um, but pick that up. Okay. And then our reading for catechesis is from Genesis 41. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he stood by the river. And suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. The ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. And then Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed, it was a dream. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt, and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day, when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker. We each had a dream in one night, he and I. Each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass, just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. Then Pharaoh sent and called uh, Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. He shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream. 
to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream, I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt, such ugliness as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one could have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as at the beginning. At the beginning. So I awoke. Also I saw in my dream, and suddenly seven heads came up on one stalk, full and good. Then, behold, seven heads withered and thin, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them, and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt, but after them, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land of the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. Okay, Uh, then it came to pass after how many years, how long did the butler forget about Joseph? If you remember, that was the the last note in uh, chapter 40 that the butler forgot. It says, at the end of two full years, so now we're in the third year, On the third year, if you like. Might think of on the third day. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, the first dream of Pharaoh, of course, is the uh, the one of the cows, right? So we have the seven cows, fine-looking and fat, coming out of the river, grazing in the meadow, and then the seven ugly, gaunt cows came out of the river, and uh, they were the the ugly and gaunt ones ate up the fat and, and uh, good-looking ones. All right, then we have the second dream, which is like the first, of course, with one stalk with seven plumped heads of grain, and then seven stalks uh, with blighted and thin heads of grain after them. All right. Uh, Whom did Pharaoh first ask to interpret his dreams? We have uh, the magician and the magi, right? Uh, The wise men. But no one could understand them. Uh, Of course, the butler overhears all of this, having his cup ready at hand, right? And then he tells Pharaoh about uh, how Joseph had interpreted both his and the baker's dreams. All right. Um, Which we've heard that story before. We just started the other day. So then Pharaoh uh, sent and called for Joseph. And notice, what does Joseph do before coming to Pharaoh? All right. He shaves, changes his clothing, uh, and comes to Pharaoh. Cleaned himself up, if you like. All right. 
What did uh, Joseph confess then in verse 16? Because Pharaoh says, I hear you can interpret dreams, right? Uh, he says, no, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Right? So Joseph is confessing um, as uh, as any preacher would, I am but an instrument. I'm only given to speak what the Lord has given me to speak. Right? God will give the answer through me. Right? Um, Joseph says, after hearing the dreams again, um, with a little additional editorial details from Pharaoh, right, that the dreams are one, right, and then thereby um, they are the same. And God is the one showing Pharaoh what God is about to do. Huh. Right? So this is all God's doing, which, of course, Joseph will confess when his brothers come to him and finally confess, and, and there's repentance and absolution. Um, that God, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So God's using all of these things and even giving Joseph um, the gift of interpretation. All right, so two dreams that mean the same thing, seven years of, of good crops and plenty, and then seven years of severe famine. Right? You know this story probably well. Um, notice what he also says, that they are repeated in two different forms uh, to Pharaoh. Why? Because this thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Right? He's going to do it soon. All right? And then uh, Joseph, of course, wanted uh, the opportunity um, to be commended before Pharaoh, and now he does so, right? Um, Pharaoh, Pharaoh is then offered advice here by Joseph. Uh, store one-fifth, so 20% effective tax rate, uh, which is probably higher than most of us, but also they were years of plenty, so, so what, right? <laughs> uh, some of you might have higher effective tax rate than than 20%. I think you would have to make over 120,000 a year to be above or to be at 20% maybe, but below 380 maybe, I think. Anyway. Uh let's see. Yeah, so store 20%, right? Of the plentiful years of the surplus for um use during the 7 years of famine, right? Good advice. All right. After two full years, Joseph experienced the joy of the resurrection in the third year as he was brought out of prison. Now he was clothed and cleansed before he came to Pharaoh, just as we are cleansed and clothed in the robes of our baptism, that we might become, come before the Father in heaven. Joseph knew it was only by the grace of God that he'd been raised up, so he rightly confessed that he had no answers in himself for Pharaoh, but only God can interpret dreams. So it is only in the word of God, which has been revealed in the Holy Scriptures, that we are to find answers regarding our hope and salvation. There the fullness of God's grace is revealed in his Son. All right, let's sing uh, some of our hymn here. Amen. Hey. 
today i don't believe so okay good tomorrow of course we do and that will be our feast for the uh, divine service too but that's to tomorrow let us pray almighty and everlasting god who governs all things in heaven and on earth mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days through jesus christ your son our lord who lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit one god now and forever amen we pray this day for deliverance against temptation and evil for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray in Thanksgiving today with Peyton, who celebrates uh, his birthday. We pray for the households of our church, especially Joseph and Andrea, Garrett and Jenny, Randy, Doug and Nicole, John and Diana, and Alan. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for all those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, and Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin, Heidi, and Dick, our homebound Ed, Paul, and Pauline, the work of the urban ministries of our district, and also praying for our relatives and our benefactors. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a joy to have you with us here today. And uh, it's a blessing, of course, for you, I hope. Um, to hear God's word, and of course it's a blessing to me uh, to care for your souls by uh, proclaiming and and leading us in study around God's word. So uh, with that, I bid you fond farewell. We'll see you in the morning again at 9 a.m. as we'll uh, consider more from Joseph the Patriarch.
All right. So God's blessings to you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.